Welcome to the Licking County Locker Room on Cape 98.7, live at Ship Brothers Brewing on Church Street in downtown Newark. Tonight's show is brought to you by Houston Plumbing and Heating, Wright Brothers Power, Licking Memorial Health Systems, Newark Auto Body Collision and Glass, and Ship Brothers Brewing. Now, here's Brian Mays with the Licking County Locker Room. And a pleasant good Monday evening, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Licking County Locker Room, live from Ship Brothers Brewing here in downtown Newark, 23 West Church Street, to be exact. Well, I think it's our first official winter weather type of day, even though we're still a couple of days away from the official start of winter, but it is a little bit treacherous outside, so be safe and careful if you are out driving, but also if you want to come in and warm yourself up with some great food and beverages, stop on in here at Ship Brothers. They have great food, beers on tap, anything you want, they have it right here for you. And of course, this is the last Monday before the big Christmas holiday, so you may still have some shopping left to do. I know Wally has not gotten my list yet, and he better be working on that. But nevertheless, well, hopefully everyone's got most of their shopping done and getting ready for Christmas, which is coming up next Monday. Our feature at high school tonight is the Newark Catholic Greenway. We'll be focusing on their girls' basketball team off to a tremendous start this year, already undefeated. We'll speak to their head coach, Rob Smith, as well as some of their players as well. And welcome back, everyone. And it's kind of old home week, I guess you could say, as we brought on uh, one of the guys I've known for a long, long time. In fact, once we talked about doing a radio show together and talked sports, well, I guess this is the way we've kind of made it. Head coach, co-athletic director at Newark Catholic, Rob Smith, joins us. Coach, been doing this since 2011. What keeps you going? Uh, you know, I think at the end of the day, it's about the kids and and you know enjoying the the practice sometimes i'm not easy to get along with but it's it's kind of they bring the best out to me and and it's it's fun you know it's giving back to the community giving back to North catholic and you know i've been fortunate to have great players and you know every day i go in there it it kind of makes you smile when you have a bad day and you see these kids and it's just just a, it's just a great day you have that hunger, and I, I think you see that with also your your players as well, that they want to learn, they want to develop, they want to learn about the game and then go over to, you know, maybe they'll play in college, maybe they'll do something else. So is it more, or how much do you balance teaching versus coaching? Well, I think every day when you go in there, it's it's always about teaching. Um, it's it's really about life lessons, you know, down the road. And, you know, we have great athletes. We know we have a few that want to play college basketball. But the other ones just want to be part of a team, and I think that's where you get everybody together, and, and, and it makes it, you know, kind of meshes. And, you know, the ones that want to go play college basketball, we're going to do everything they can to get it there because that's their goal. But we've got kids that play volleyball, softball, soccer, that all kind of mesh to be one team. And, I, you know, and it's, it's just a great thing to see sometimes when, you know, maybe our numbers are low at sometimes, but we've got the rest of the school to help out, and, and, and the kids come every day to play. What made you get into coaching? Let's let's even go back then, because I, I know you, you've talked about and you, you you enjoyed playing sports and you did some stuff at at OSU Newark. But what what finally took you over the top and said this is what I want to do? Well, to me, I played for for Coach Don Thorpe out at Lakewood, and you know if you know any history of him, he's won more baseball games than anybody in in, in the state of Ohio. But he was also the basketball coach, and I kind of looked up to him. I was the point guard. 
you know, and then I played center field, and and just the life lessons that he taught you as a you know as a as a grown man. As in here, I was a 14 year old kid. You know, th- you know you. you you know, you kind of think you know it all until you get a guy that really is demanding, and, and he was very important in my life. And I think, you know, just learning from him, and I wanted to coach at a, you know, at a lot of younger age, but I just wasn't there, you know, situated at the perfect spot. But state, you know, I got hired in at State Farm at, you know, pretty young. Um, I got to work at a pretty good shift, and it, it allowed me the, the opportunity to coach at the high school level. You, you bring up Coach Thorpe, and you look around this county. J.D. Graham at Newark Catholic, Thorpe, Randy Boffman at Licking Valley. I mean, I, you could list a lot of these guys and gals that have just made their commitment to whatever high school, whatever program. I think this county's been blessed with a lot of just coaches that have put their time, effort, and heart into it. And you're not there yet with the longevity, but you're, you're getting there. But it, we really have been blessed with so many coaches in this county. You know, and, and Brian, you mentioned a lot of those coaches, and I'm not half the coach that they are. You know, it's just great to be able to coach high school. You know, you talk about some of those guys are legendary, and, and I think everybody, uh, you know, around this area wants to be a Don Thorpe or a J.D. Graham or a Klontz, you know, but... To me, every day it's it's just special to come in to see kids and see their development and grow. And you know, if I I don't think I'm not sure I'll ever win 500 games like some of these other guys did. But it's you know every game it's a it's hard to win a high school game. Everybody yeah. thinks it's easy. Well, coach, you know, coach long enough, you'll know this is your. I think it's my 13th year at Newark Catholic. I've been blessed with great players. Um, I'm one of those that I never actually won a game. It's the girls that win the games, and that's what we have to as coaches. You know, we get through the. You know, each game is tough. It's not always easy, but you know, as we know, as we move forward, it's it's all about the kids. You've also added the role as co-athletic director along with Coach Travis Schwab, the boys coach and also co-AD. So talk about your, your duties and, and trying to balance being the head coach of the, the girls' basketball team as well as athletic director for this very fine institution. Yeah, th- you know, that was kind of what I've always wanted to be in my life was, you know, to be an athletic director. I was, I was lucky enough that uh, Tom Pickering you know, selected me as, as as well as Travis, and um, so on a daily basis here, we have a lot of things going on. We've got, you know, I handle all the girls' sports, so we've had a, such an, an unbelievable run in in volleyball, and now softball is right up there as well. And you know, here I am coaching basketball, so it's kind of at a at a different level. So on a daily basis, you know, you have to, you know you know you're scheduling to make sure that's complete, to make sure, you know, all the practice times, the gym times and um just really to be supportive of all the girls that we have at North Catholic because it's a special place and and I'm just lucky to be part of it. Is it tough to balance that when you're in the midst of of coaching this sport and you have those others going on? 100%, but I think it, you know the best part is we have kids that want to play multiple sports, so we balance the times where you know, if basketball's after school and they have softball later at night or volleyball, you know, lessons later at night or soccer or, you know, what it can be. Um, but it's, it's, it's kind of like the thing where we need these kids to be multiple sport athletes, not just one sport. So I, I allow that flexibility. So I'm going to follow up with that because it's hard, I think, now, if you want to succeed in a particular sport, that a lot of... I don't want to say coaches, but as you move up in the levels, think you have to spend year-round. So your thought and, and concept is a little bit different than what other coaches may allude to it. So how, you know, how, how does that work? Because you could have some very talented basketball players, and to not to allow them that freedom to go play another sport. I mean, does that 
Is there that, that tussle sometimes with that? Oh, very much so, Brian. I think the specialization, I think a lot of, you know, they try to specialize in one sport. Being at a Division Four school and being small, we need all these kids to play multiple sports. So I sometimes have to allow a kid to leave to go play another sport, which that may be their ticket down the line for a free education. You know, I can't hold a volleyball kid back, a soccer kid back, or a softball kid back for their dream. And for us at North Catholic, being so small, we have to allow all these kids. And 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 I, I embrace it. I don't I don't fight that that fight. It's not worth fighting. And and for us as as a small school, I you know I'm, I keep saying that, but that's what we have to do. Keeping the AD hat on for a couple more questions, and we'll get into the, to the hoops. So with weather, you know, this time of year always being an issue, how does that work with necessarily cancellations? Is it the the visiting team makes an inquiry to the home team and then that decision's made, or how does that go about? Yeah, so the home team ultimately has the decision, but we check with administrators, and, you know, we, and, and obviously look at the forecast, see what's going on with that. You know, the, the bottom line is we don't want to put anybody in harm's way. We want to make sure the roads are clear and everybody's safe to get to the game and, you know, travel to and back. And, you know, I think sometimes high school sports, everybody wants to see a game played, but is it worth putting someone at risk out there with four to six inches of snow and, 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 and possibly causing an accident or something like that? That's, you know, the game can be made up life's camp. And usually there is that window of opportunity a little bit farther down in the season where you could have uh, a makeup game. But I'll, I'll ask you this. So if you had a game that's canceled on a Friday or a Saturday and you had a game Tuesday, would you look to do like a back-to-back on a Wednesday or, or even a Monday? Is the game to replace that more important as the season goes on? Yeah, and, you know, you know, we're close to the same age. Back when we were in school, you always played Friday, Saturday nights. Right. Well, now it's all everybody needs rest, you know, one or two days rest. But if it comes down to it, we will always play back-to-back. It's, it's okay with myself. Um, now, some schools may choose not to. But, you know, if, 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 it, if we have to fit that schedule in, then we'll do that to, to make sure we get our you know, ample number of games. So the news came out last week. OHSAA is looking to potentially expand divisions in a lot of other sports. Football, it's been, I think, very successful for the most part. And I was surprised how long it's been since expansion in, in the other sports. And i got to think that's something you guys would be in favor of. You know... It's been brought up, and as you see, Division Seven in football, but we're Division Four in some other sports. We're Division Three in baseball this year. Uh, Division Four basketball, both sports, softball Division Four, and then volleyball Division Three. So if they extend it or open it to more, I can't see it going past five or six. In, you know, in, in volleyball, right? And in basketball, but you know, you look at football with Division Seven. So I, I'm in favor of it, but. I can deal with whatever it's put out to us. I'm not, it's not going to be the end of all for us. I can handle it either way. We would be a actually, you know, we're a larger D4 school because we're about 84 kids plus, you know, competitive balance number. But, you know, if, if it goes to five or six, we're, you know, you got to support what the state wants. So. Well, and I think this is driven by the, the differential at the Division One level because I think Mason was at 1,300 and Bedford might have been the smallest at 365. So almost a 1,000 difference in students. You're right, as as you go down, it's, the discrepancy is not as much. I, I worry, though, about, and you, and you brought up competitive balance, but I just worry about the competition part of it, too. I mean, I think baseball is one example I could use with newer Catholics. Sometimes not a great record going into the postseason, but the level of play 
help get that team ready for potential state run. Would be, that be something that you would look at from a, a basketball, softball standpoint where you'd still want to pay, uh, play a, a D3, D2, D4 team just to help with that uh, competitiveness? Yeah, and, and as for us, you know, being the only Division four school in the LCL, so we do play a better schedule or a tougher schedule, if you, if, if you may say, than most people. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that would be something that we would we would definitely have to look at because we want to continue to play the schedule we play. And if it's a larger school, we have, you know, we're going to do it. We're not going to back down from any challenge that we have. You know, we're we're going to continue to play Division 2s, Division 3s, even Division 1s, you know, if, if, if the time present, you know, presents itself. But it's not, it's not going to affect us. And I, as you can see, our baseball schedule play, they play a very very competitive schedule but so does our volleyball and our girls basketball you know all of us play a very competitive schedule any talk amongst the ad's yet i know we're just on the infancy of of intel coming into play and things of that nature but is there talk about what the lcl may look at three five years down the road at this point well it, you know it, that's been brought up a lot with ron bowman and you know and the rest of the ad's um you got Mount Vernon starting in next right. year. You know, you know. I look at it as, as for us. You know, we're playing the larger schools, but now that puts six and six, so it puts twelve. You know, maybe some other schools come into it. Maybe in Newark, I, I am. I can't speak for Jeff and what Newark is, but I'm saying it could be. You know, down the road, and I think if we can get up to maybe sixteen, you know, teams. 20 teams, 10 each side of the bracket, we're going to support everything we can to, to remain in the LCL. Because I think it's the continuity, and I think there's just these great rivalries where each team wants to beat each other as best they can, but there's still this amount of, of respect, and I still think it's one of the best leagues, whatever sport you're talking about. We love the LCL, so I, we will vote for the LCL at, at any given time. It's you know for us to be able to compete at a daily time, and each game that you know everybody wants to beat us, and we and we you know we embrace it, and it's not it's not personal. It's it's just that's what we have to do as a as a school, and you know even though we're the smallest. You know, we're the only Catholic school in the, in the conference, and we have to stand up no matter whoever we play. And, you know, we embrace it. We don't back down. So, 6-0, and 5-0 and in the league to start off with. Uh, what have you thought about this ball club so far? You know, I... <laughs> I gotta think about that because I wasn't sure. Wait, I've left you speechless. Yes, right, I can't yes, believe it. Yes. So I I wasn't sure at first because you know we have a lot of volleyball players and and a couple soccer and and so we don't get a lot of preseason. You know when 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 we get our kids, it's it's three weeks and we're and we have to go. Most people get five scrimmages, five weeks of preparation. We get two scrimmages and about two weeks of preparation. And I'm taking volleyball players and soccer players from this now to the full court game and you know I, I wasn't sure but I tell you what we're in better shape this team is in better shape now than probably any team that I've had in a long time and wow that's more to them more than to me you know to me but you know we I talked to a couple of these kids over the summer and they really you know we don't you know we can't do a lot in the summer because we have kids that play multiple sports mm-hmm. so so some of the skill stuff that that we're missing we beat with effort and, and heart and determination and I think that's the key to this team and you know it's early we're six and oh no one's getting crowned in December and you know I'm pretty hard on them and you know I don't say always the nicest things but I, I try to understand that this is a process and we have to stay the course and keep going and you know continue to do what we have to do last game against Fisher maybe the most adverse situation double digit deficit in the first half you guys rally and get the the four-point victory and knock them out of the unbeaten range so 
kind of synopsis of, of that ball game and where where you, now you see your team before that game and maybe after that matchup? You know, I thought that I thought this week was kind of key to for our team going into Watkins first on Friday night, which is a tough place. We hadn't won in there in a few years, and it was going to be physical. Um, we didn't play very well, but we kind of fought through the end and, and somehow snuck out a victory. And then coming back on uh, you know on Sunday to play, you know, Fisher's the it's everybody's favorite. We knew that going in. They got a really good player, Nellie Bruce, and you know she gave us fits. But I thought if we could just stay, you know, stay close a little bit. But then we got down 11, 14 real quick. We didn't play very good. Let's just be honest. But we weren't turning it over. So there's a difference. When you turn it over, you're a little bit more concerned. We were just missing shots. So we thought, you know, in that halftime we talked about it. But you know, we snuck in there 24 to 17. Sophie hit a layup right before the the buzzer. In the, in, in the second quarter, brought it to 24-17. We could have folded, and I thought the difference was last year we probably would have folded. But I think these guys are starting to believe in the system and believe in the patience and not just try to get every point back so quick. Then we go at halftime, we thought about, you know, I, I should have did it earlier. It was a mistake on my end. We should have put Sophie at the high post earlier, but we didn't. And then um, we come out, we catch it to 29-27. Kylie hit a couple threes. Macy hit a couple threes. Sophie hit a bucket. Um, we got a promising sophomore. Uh, Natalie Harrington hit a, had a big bucket. And then Finney really started rebounding. And next thing you know, it's, hey, we're in the ball game. Now we're in the fourth quarter, 44-41. We're down. Uh, you know, And we were down sixth at the beginning. And all of a sudden, and I told them at halftime, Fisher has not trailed this year. If we get a lead, you're going to see a different team. And it slowly worked its way. But I thought we executed very, very well at the last, the last two minutes. Um, four turnovers for the game, you know. So it's good that we only had four turnovers. But when you only have four turnovers, only win by four, I'm a little bit worried about our shots. So we didn't score that we should have. You know, we missed a lot of shots. But it just shows to a quality team that we took care of the basketball. And, you know, some of those threes Kylie hit were from downtown. And then, you know, Natalie Harrington hitting four free throws there. It was huge. It was a big win for us. And I think it just it just showed that if we play together and stay together, we got a chance. You know, and I talk to them all the time about just being a team, and I think that was important yesterday. Does it vary? Because I was going to ask you, you know, do you want your team to figure out those challenges on their own more than you coaching it, or does it depend on the experience you have on the team? Like, you may have to do more coaching when it's a lot of sophomores, a couple of juniors, and maybe one or two seniors, or in this case, did you want them to just, okay, Fight through it, date through it, see what you have to do, make some shots, and turn this thing around. Well, I, I, you know, I think at any time that these kids need to learn on their own. You know, we can be as a coach. You can you can say things and you can put the, you know the pieces in place, but they got to go out and do it. But sometimes you got to think outside the box. And you know, I'll revert, revert back to Friday. I told Sophie she came over at the time, and you know, we were struggling. I said, listen. If you want to be a Division One player and you want to play at the next level, you need to go get it, you know. And I think she took at the next level and went, and then we dominated after that. Um, early in the third quarter, we kind of just let them progress, how to see how it was going to work out, and stay with the system. This is high school basketball; it's not AAU. You know, we have a system. Stay with it. Stay confident. Don't get down. And I think this team has showed a little bit of that. Now we're still early. We're not crowning anybody. And I keep telling them that every day. We haven't beat anybody. You know, tomorrow we play another game, you know, and that's what we have to keep focusing on. But they're they're working extremely hard. Talk about the girls' game and how it's changed. I mean, you, you talked about the three-point shot, and you just, even watching 
collegiate games today, the game has expanded, and it's it's it used to be post, 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 and now it really is baseline to baseline, and any shot can be taken. <laughs> You're 100% right, Brian. It, it, you know, when I first started in 2012, you know, we had Jill Blackston and you know Ashley and a couple of the other girls. I think we shot maybe 22 three pointers for the season. <laughs> Now we do that again, yeah. And it's 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 one of those where, you know, the the speed has just been and the rules and and AAU has really helped us. I'm not I'm not a proponent against AAU. I'm just saying it's two different styles. It is two different, yeah. Yep. But they get it up and down the floor and they press and you know they move it. It's not a lot of stuff called in the summertime, so it's a tough when you get into a you know a tight game and. Some of these touch fouls that were never called in, in AAU that are now being called in high school. But with that, now you have what the college rules where, you know, there's five fouls in the first quarter, then it's two shots. Yep. You know, it changed the whole game, and it changed it yesterday. You know, we had a one-point lead with 52 seconds left in the game, and they had to do two. They fouled us twice real quick with 47 seconds, and it's like we're at the free throw line. Remember, you get two. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's you got to be careful as coaches to what, you know, you're game planning now, but... You know, you hit it on the button. It, the college game is is sped up. I think now. the flow is better. Yes, um, mm-hmm. and and that to me makes it one. And I said this last week. It's easier to watch sometimes than the the men's college game. There's more up and down roughness with the men's game. Where and I I just see a better flow. Uh, even when you have the stars like Caitlin Clark, she gets everybody involved, and it just to me, it, it, it's a lot easier. When you watch Caitlin Clark, you see someone that averages 30-some points a game, but she's, she's got eight or nine dimes right. left and right. She yep. girl passes, and she makes everybody better. I think the, the old saying that someone's a ball hog or something, it's different because that person draws attention. You know, they can, when they kick it, it's like, oh, they pass. No, it's what they did right. And I think that's the difference of the games in the 80s and 90s to where it is now. The people want to see the scores in the 70s and 80s. They don't want to see it in the 20s and the 30s. I hate it in the 20s. I tell our kids that. Nobody wants to come watch a game 33-25 like they did Friday night. <laughs> we were bad, you know. And we got to get better. So we want to see the game like yesterday. We had 17 points first half, 39 in the second half. That's what we need. And that's what our girls need. And that's what the school needs. People, it fills the crowd. You know, scouts come and see. They, scouts don't want to come and watch a 22-20 to 20 game. They want to see the team up in the 50s and the 60s. But you're right. The, the college game has changed it. It's going to be a shot clock, I think, soon. Well, that was going to be my last question to you. Do you think the shot clock is coming to uh, Ohio high school basketball? Uh, I hope it does. And I'm only speaking for Rob Smith and Newark Catholic. From, from myself, I hope it does. I want the fast-paced game. Um, I think it takes a team that maybe is lesser that w- would stall a lot. You know, I want the game to be a fast-paced game. And I, I, do, I hope it's a shot clock. Now, I don't think it's 24. I think it should be 35. 35, yeah. You know, that's, you know, I can't speak for the rest of the coaches in the state, but that's just my opinion. Well, and I think that would also help. We talked about the the different styles with AAU and high school basketball, but AAU is a lot more up-tempo, and that could help the, the transition with, you know, with the high school hoops. You know, at the end of the day, it's about getting these kids to the next level. You know, high school coaches can't be selfish and, you know, and want everything done their way. At the end of the day, it's can this kid play at the college level and can their education be paid for? And I think that's key to all the parents that play AU and, 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 and the players that, that do that. But 
with that, we got to be structured to be able to play the high school level, but support the AAU because the scouts go to AAU most of the time. Yeah. But they want to know about a kid. What do they do in the classroom? How are they in practice? How are they with their friends? You know, that's more important. And how do they help their team? Because AAU, it's still kind of what I'm doing individually. One-on-one. But when you get to that collegiate level, can you help the other four out on the floor? And we have to get there. Yeah, you hit that on the, on the nail, Brian. It's, it's all about being a great teammate, being able to adjust in systems, because every college you go to, every high school you go to, it's a different system. Can you be that kid that can change the way you play to support your team? And that's what we have right now. I think a great example is the late Bob Knight had one NBA Hall of Famer. And how many of those were great teammates at Bloomington? 100%. I mean, that, that answers it all. Should we bring some of your good players on? 100%. Bring them on up. All right, we'll do that. We'll speak to some of the newer Catholic Greenway players next as you're listening to the Licking County Locker Room live from Ship Brothers Brewing here on Kate 90. And we're happy to be joined by three players of the unbeaten newer Catholic Lady Green Wave basketball team, Kylie Gibson, Sophie Peliquin, and Macy Sayer. Ladies, thank you for joining us. So how does it feel being undefeated? Six games in, and we'll just go around the horn, and whoever wants to start first can do that. Um, it feels really good, especially after last year, going through some struggles as a team, just to come out very strong this the start of the season and to start off really strong. Yeah, no, I agree. I think our chemistry is really building together, and we're starting to put stuff together than last year. And Yeah, it's fun. Um, I think we've worked really hard, you know, in the preseason, so just finally being able to get some success has felt pretty good. Couple of the games, as as Coach Smith talked about it, the Watkins Memorial, a, a tough, hard-fought game that you win on the road, and then a Fisher team that had you down in that first half, and you guys rallied. So, let, let's go back to the Fisher game, and and what was the the mood amongst you when you had that double-digit deficit, and was there was there concern, or did you felt like you could turn it around? Um, I think we, you know, we all trusted each other that we were going to be able to come out with the win. It was just putting the little pieces together. Uh, there was a lot we had to go over at halftime and a lot we had to fix. But, you know, after we came out of the locker room, Rob had made some points and we made points and we were able to turn it around. No, I agree. We, you know, we had that special bond and we knew we needed to hit shots. And, yeah. Yeah, I think we really just trusted each other in the moment and knew that we can fight back from being down by double digits and really just put trust in each other and trust in what we knew we could do. All right, so this is the question I wasn't supposed to ask, but I'm going to ask it anyway. So uh, how did you guys get involved with basketball or, or want to start playing basketball, maybe at what age or what, or what drove you to the sport? Uh, yeah, I started at a young age. I would always play for the Y or play for some travel teams with my friends, and I just loved it ever since. Um, I think I started at a very young age just from watching all three of my siblings play. I think they kind of influenced me to start playing at a very young age, and that's kind of how I fell in love with it. I started at the Y when I was young, too. You know, Kyle Walters was a great coach when I was little, so I think he really influenced, you know, my enjoy for basketball. When you got involved with it, though, what is there one or, or two areas that made you just want to keep playing or, or that, that, that the love started? I, you know, if it's even just shooting the ball or uh, being a part of a team concept, whatever. Um, well, me and Kylie played when we were really young together, but I think just like playing with the same players all the way through, being able to build a bond like throughout the years has really like influenced me. And then 
freshman year, you know, winning a district was pretty cool just to kind of get a first taste of success, wanting to do that, you know, the next four. So that's kind of been my goal, just to be able to keep building upon, like, what I started with. Yeah, no, especially this year, it's been a lot of fun. We've all connected and just really trusted in each other, and that's just what makes it exciting and what makes me want to show up. I think mainly for us, it's just the chemistry that kept us going with the sport. Newark Catholic is a very close community, and coming from the outside from a different school, just seeing how close everybody was just kind of made me want to stick with it even more. And I'm going to follow up on that. The support that you guys have, um, what, what is that like? It's truly amazing to see uh, not just fans show up at home games, but fans travel to support us. We have a bunch of people that show up every game just to come and watch us. And throughout the season, it's getting better and better every year. More and more people show up. Yeah, all in all, we have an amazing community that supports us no matter what. Even if we're losing, winning, they un unstoppable love. I mean, I've seen, like, other schools in their community, but I just think New York Catholic's community is unmatched. Everybody knows everyone. There's not too many people, so you kind of just naturally everybody gets to be best friends, and everyone supports everyone no matter what goes on in the season. Coach Smith has built this program, and it's been a very solid program with big-time runs in the postseason. So you're taking everybody's best shot, and, and is that something that you look forward to and say, you know, bring it, and you, you look forward to that challenge each and every time? I think just knowing that every game we play, it's going to be that team's best performance against us. I think it just motivates us even more that it's just like a thing for us that we have to go out and we have to play our best game almost every game just because we're going to face their best game. Yeah, no, Rob's our hype man. He gets <laughs> in the, us in the locker room and, you know, tells us that we need to win this game or practice is going to be bad this day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can agree with that, but I also, Rob always stresses that, you know, everyone's biggest game is when they play New York Catholic, and I think everyone takes that and, you know, how they want, but I think we take it and we go and face the challenge every game and play like we know we can. All right, so let's go TMZ and really focus in on a Coach Smith practice, what that's like. So uh, how, how intense can it be, or like when you you're getting ready for practice and he walks in can you tell by his demeanor what that day might go like yes a hundred percent i'm calling you out on this i am absolutely calling you if out he on had this. a bad day at work we just yeah. better get on the line right away <laughs> <laughs> and you can just tell but i mean practices aren't bad i mean he just does it so we can get better i mean we do run i think it was worse my freshman year i think he's gotten a little bit nicer hopefully he's not mad at me for saying that but <laughs> Um, I think we run. I mean, we run pretty well, but practices have never been, you know, abnormally, like, super, super hard. But then again, we also all come in pretty, you know, conditioned. So we just take with it what we can and know it's just to make us better. Yeah, no, I think it's all worth it. Like Rob said, we're, this is the best conditioned team I've seen and that I've been a part of, and that just helps us to tell during the games. Yeah, like, he'll come in and he'll have a bad day, and then at the end of practice, he'll tell us he took it out on us. <laughs> but... After a loss, like whenever we lose or if we ever lose, he will come in and he'll push us even harder. Like after both Johnstown losses, knowing that we probably could have won and played a little better, he has come in and really has just pushed us even more. Everyone talks about wanting to be a player's coach, which can be, I think, sometimes good and sometimes bad. But he seems... You have the respect for him, and like you said, even when you're running, you know there's a method to his madness. So, I mean, 
what would you describe him as a as a coach? I mean, what do you think he his biggest attribute to this team? See, this is what you get off the hook by complimenting him. I'm trying to save all three of you now. I think he's just one of our biggest supporters individually. Like, he'll push us to know where he can be, and then he'll support us when he needs to. Yeah, he's our number one fan. I mean, if you go out there, he's screaming. You just look at him, and he's just yelling, but it's, it's all out of love, and he loves us and loves the game. Now I have a different perspective, because Kylie's the favorite. <laughs> Me and Rob butt heads a little bit, but I know it's just because he wants us to get better. And, you know, sometimes he might take it out on me, but that's okay. I take it with what it's worth and just realize, you know, he wants us to be a team. And, yeah, I think he's a great coach. He's my num- he's one of my best – one of my number one fans. He's one of the best coaches I've ever had. Okay, but when you are called Dennis Rodman, <laughs> Dennis Rodman butted heads with every coach that he had. But they all – Loved each other and respected each other, so there has to be that bond there. Yeah, there's definitely a bond. I mean, him and my dad are friends, and him, his daughter is my best friend, so it goes beyond just coaching. You know, I go, we go to Roosters after, and he's like, eh, good game, Macy. Like, thanks, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> like, occasional, you know, compliments, but yeah, I mean, I get along with them, just sometimes not on the court. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, that's what Rodman did. That's what Rodman did. But you're nicknamed that because of your defense. What? Why do you like playing defense, or why is that one of your attributes? Um, I mean, you can't win games without defense. Obviously, offense is important, too, but, you know, defense has been a big role of mine, and I just take it with what it's worth, and each day I just, you know, walk in, and I have a new player to stop from guarding, and I, I love the responsibility. I love that that's my job, and like I said, I just go at it with, you know, strong head and just try my hardest. What about for each of you? What's, what do you think your strength is that you bring to the table for the team? Um... Uh, I think I like to shoot the ball. <laughs> I also, I also like, like I always kind of guard like the people that we don't normally need to guard that tight. So I like to double down or help on as much as I can with anyone like Macy, double teaming or face guarding anyone. I just go out and find the ball and help my team as much as I can. Does that help you maybe anticipate? Get in steal or there because you're maybe able to to freelance a little bit more. Oh, 100%. I mean, I try to read. I, I might be wrong sometimes, but I try to read and go get that ball and help anyway. But I would think he appreciates that aggressiveness because that's that's what this team is built on. Is right. you guys want to take it to the opponent, you want to force them out of their comfort zone. So yeah, maybe there's a layup here or there. But if you get a steal, turn the game around, get a eight two ten two type of run, that's going to switch what they want to do. No, 100%. We beat half the teams down the court in transition, and once we steal that ball, we're down, and it's already in the hoop. So, And, and for you? Um, I think it's just definitely like creating shots for other people or creating shots myself. Like Rob has put the response on me to create the offense, and it might be driving, kicking it to Kylie for a shot, or driving and dropping it down to one of our bigs. As a facilitator like that, I mean, there's there's a lot of pressure of making the right decision, making sure that person is is there for the pass or doing for the team. So, if you have a couple of turnovers, how do you keep that positive outlook? I can just know that. Well, I always take the blame. Like I'll miss Kylie and some of like, hey, that was my bad. Like I'll get you next time. Just kind of forgetting about it and moving on to the next play. How close is this team right now? I mean, we're we're early, but it seems like there's a good mesh and a uh, a good deal with that. And and you mentioned last year, and it, it wasn't 
I, I don't want to say a disappointing season because it wasn't that by any stretch of the imagination, but maybe it ended sooner than what you guys had hoped it would be. So did that bring the team a little bit closer together? Um, I think it did. You know, there's four out of the five starters back this year, and Nat, you know, she got playing time last year. But really just realizing that we're all in this together and we all want the same thing. We all want to win. We all want to play well with each other. So that's kind of, you know, built the team chemistry over the last couple seasons and especially this season. Yeah, we all love and trust each other and we just play for each other and for Rob. I think this season we're the closest we've ever been. After last season facing a lot of adversity, we all have each other's back. And we're all very, we're just so close. Like, we'll do things outside of school together. We'll have a bunch of team bonding to do together. We're just a very close team. Now, I know Coach talked about maybe not having that preparation like other programs. But it, maybe it's, in a way, better when you guys have so many games. You've had more games than about any other team so far to start the year. Yeah, if you had a bunch of losses, I'm not sure if that would help. But does that maybe even help get that machine going when you have win after win and maybe more than than the practices and things of that nature. I think it really just boosts us up to keep pushing. Yeah, we start a little later, but we all come in. I mean, me and Kylie were in. We were still in volleyball season. We were coming in after volleyball, doing conditioning, doing coming in with the team and still shooting. I mean, it just really pushes us to keep like keep going as a whole team. Yeah, since we do start later, we are at a little bit of a disadvantage with any other school, but I think, like Sophie said, I mean, even Macy, like, we all know what's up next, and we just want to prepare for that. Yeah, this isn't the first year, you know, we've had, like, a later start, but, you know, we get two solid weeks of practices, a couple of scrimmages, and we just take those two weeks and go as hard as we can, and I think we catch right up with every other team. Is there any concern, I don't want to say burnout, but going boom, boom, sport to sport that you could have fatigue or hey, we're 17, 18 years old, we got this. I think for most part we're fine. I mean, Rob understands if we need a break, he'll give us one. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of just up to us, and everybody's just kind of ready to start the season. Right, no, we're excited. I mean, we just push through, obviously, for each other and for ourselves and just to have a good year. Yeah, I mean, for mine, like, I go straight from soccer, which, you know, you run a lot, straight to basketball, which is another, you know, high-conditioning sport, so I don't really think... What are you complaining about running? (laughs) I don't. You're in a sport that's all you do is run. I know. It's different. It's different. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah, but, I mean, it's never really been an issue. I do normally... We, uh... I play for Newark. I don't play for Newark Catholic, so this year, like, we, uh lost our second tournament game, so I had about a week off, which I think is good. I think everybody needs a break, but I don't think it's anyone, you know, too much of an issue for anyone. Last question before I let you go, and appreciate your time here. It is a team sport. What do you think all three of you need to do individually to help this team continue its success and have the run that you guys want to have going into the postseason? Each game, like this year, I've been just trying to fit into my role on this team. I think each person has a different role. So I just want to take, you know, each game and just I need to get better, find out what I'm good at, find out how I can get my teammates better, and just take with, you know, each game with a different mindset. Yeah, no, I think we connect really well with each other and find the open person and move the ball around, and that's all we need to do to win games. Yeah, I think just people are starting to understand their roles on the team, and it's not you don't need to make every single shot, but it's getting to the, the ball to the person who can put it in or playing the best defense of your life to stop their best player from scoring. Ladies, congratulations on the undefeated start. Good luck tomorrow night against Tree of Life, and keep it rolling. Thank you. We'll wrap your this time out. You're listening to the Licking County Locker Room on Ship Brothers Brewing on Kate 98.
When you have plumbing problems like the water heater's leaking or the toilet doesn't flush, the drains aren't draining like they're supposed to, who do you call? I'm Bill Crawford, president of Crawford Mechanical Services, and for over 25 years, our dedicated employees and my family have served the commercial and residential plumbing needs of Central Ohio. We know there's plenty of numbers to call. That's why we're so grateful for our repeat business and every customer referral. Check us out online, CrawfordMech.com. That's Crawford, M-E-C-H.com. At Lincoln Memorial Health Systems, our mission is to improve the health of the community. Our facilities utilize state-of-the-art technology that surpasses the standard for community hospitals to provide excellent health care for Licking County residents. Our health care technology features surgical robotics, advanced patient monitoring systems, cutting-edge imaging, and more to enhance patient outcomes, recovery, and safety. Don't let a late night meeting with the deer keep your car, truck, or SUV off the road. The deer specialists at Newark Auto Body Collision and Glass can get your vehicle fixed right, fixed fast, and they won't leave a dent in your wallet. If you accidentally meet a deer with your vehicle, Newark Auto Body Collision and Glass are the ones to call. They care about you and your vehicle. Newark Auto Body Collision and Glass, Mount Vernon Road, Newark, and online at autobodyofnewark.com. Everyone says it's the journey that matters. Not so with Ship Brothers Brewing. Ship Brothers is a destination in the heart of downtown Newark that is so spectacular, there's nothing like it anywhere. Come aboard to experience incredible appetizers, outstanding burgers and sandwiches, and a one-of-a-kind beer wall. What? That's right. Don't wait on a bartender anymore. Head to the beer wall and design your own tasting flight. Ship Brothers Brewing, a one-of-a-kind sensory destination. When you have plumbing problems like the water heater's leaking or the toilet doesn't flush, the drains aren't draining like they're supposed to, who do you call? I'm Bill Crawford, president of Crawford Mechanical Services, and for over 25 years, our dedicated employees and my family have served the commercial and residential plumbing needs of Central Ohio. We know there's plenty of numbers to call. That's why we're so grateful for our repeat business and every customer referral. Check us out online, CrawfordMech.com. That's Crawford, M-E-C-H.com. Have you been buying your meat at the big chain stores? Ew. When you can buy fresh? For almost 70 years, your friends and neighbors have been making the fresh choice at Al's Meat Market. What's that? Your freezer's dying of boredom. Then check out Al's Meat Bundles. You can always fill up at Al's Meat Market. Don't forget, Al's is your place to order your beef tenderloin, prime rib, and all the sides for the holidays. Al's Meat Market, West Main and 21st Street, Newark. Don't let a late night meeting with the deer keep your car, truck, or SUV off the road. The deer specialists at Newark Auto Body Collision and Glass can get your vehicle fixed right, fixed fast, and they won't leave a dent in your wallet. If you accidentally meet a deer with your vehicle, Newark Auto Body Collision and Glass are the ones to call. They care about you and your vehicle. Newark Auto Body Collision and Glass, Mount Vernon Road, Newark, and online at autobodyofnewark.com. This is your place. It's like they read your mind when they built it. It's the bar you'd make if you could make a bar. It's the food you'd serve if you could cook. This is Red Oak Pub. Locally sourced, char-grilled burgers. That was your idea. Meatloaf in a panini? How'd they find out about that? Well, once you walk through their doors, you'll wonder what took you so long. Red Oak Pub. Great atmosphere, delicious food, terrific people. This is your place. They just take care of it for you. 
Goose Pond Road, Newark. We're back talking high school sports with the Licking County Locker Room. Live at Ship Brothers Brewing in downtown Newark on Cape 98.7. And we will be off for a couple of weeks due to the holidays for the Licking County Locker Room. Our next show will be Monday, January the 8th. And game time will be 6.30. Hopefully you can join us then for our next edition of the Locker Room Show here from Ship Brothers Brewing. Our next high school basketball broadcast will be tomorrow night. Of course, weather permitting that the schools will be able to do it. But the Newark Wildcats will be hosting Olin Tangy Liberty at Jimmy Allen Gymnasium. Should be a good one. Cats are 3-0 and after their thrilling buzzer beater win over Olentangy Berlin last Friday night, 55-53. Liberty comes in with a record of 4-1, and one, winning four straight games, and they will have revenge on their mind because it was the Cats who knocked them out of the district final last year. So they'll be trying to upset the Wildcats on their home floor, and if Newark gets the win tomorrow night, it will be victory number 1,700 in their illustrious program history. Only two other high schools in the Buckeye State have over 1,700 victories. Canton McKinley and Archbold from Northwest Ohio. So hopefully you can join us tomorrow night. Pre-game approximately 7.15 and the live tip-off just about 7.30. Newark Wildcat basketball here on Tate 98.7. Thanks again to Newark Catholic for their presentation tonight with the girls basketball team. And I don't know if they can hear me. Hey, girls, girls, I have a quick question. Does he shoot at practice at all? Like, so he can't shoot. He won't touch the ball. That's all I needed to. Uh, okay, all right. I believe you. I don't believe that. That's that's what we need. And the newer Catholic Lady Green Wave, they will be home tomorrow night against Tree of Life. Go out and support them. That'll do it here from Ship Brothers Brewing. For everyone here, this is Brian Mays. Hope you have a great Monday evening and also a very Merry Christmas next Monday night as well. You've been listening to the Licking County Locker Room, live from Ship Brothers Brewing, here on Kate 98. This has been the Licking County Locker Room Show on Kate 98.7. Featuring a local high school here in Licking County, interviewing their coaches, players, and more. The Licking County Locker Room, brought to you by Houston Plumbing and Heating, Wright Brothers Power, Licking Memorial Health Systems, Newark Auto Body Collision and Glass, and Ship Brothers Brewing.